This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. No, no. I said I wanted to use your glove tonight. I see where the confusion was. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oates. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, before we get started, I just have to say one thing. Um, after 15 long months, uh, something, something has happened. Something has changed. Finally, uh, Rachel and I are staring at each other. Yes. In the eye, across the table. Yes. Now she's looking away. I've made it awkward. <laughs> I was staring too intently. Um, and, un- and, the, and the mannequin we made of Michael <laughs> is sitting between Un- us. Yeah, unfortunately, Michael is not uh, with us. He he's on Skype. Um, he he will join us soon. Uh, couldn't make it work this week, but uh, yeah. So uh, I was not I only invited. Wa- <laughs> no, that is not true. That is not true. Didn't well, know this listen. little meeting was happening. <laughs> but uh, yes, we we are are vax and waxed, as people like to say. And I assume they're talking about waxing surfboards, <laughs> right? Because they're going to go out. And- we're all gonna go surfing. Well, let's hope uh, this summer. But um, but yeah, so we are here. So uh, the setup's a little different. We're set up in my kitchen. Um, you, it may be a little more echoey than normal. The sound quality different. You might hear dogs barking or people going by on the street outside. Just as an FYI, just just so you know that uh, things have changed. But we are so happy yes. that we could be doing this in person. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who do podcasts and and just living your life, understand that the Zoom calls were fine. They were better than nothing. Yep. But there's there's no substitute for, for being in, in person. So at yes. least we have two-thirds of us here. Yes. Eh, I'm fine with this. this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Okay. So this episode, we're talking about the song Your Love by The Outfield. Now you may say... Oh, I don't know that song. Oh, yes, you do. I have sure never do. been less, uh, I've never been more confident, I should say, <laughs> uh, that you know a song. You may not know the name of the, the, name of the song, you may not know the, the band, 
that did it, but you definitely know this song. It is one of those, like, it's always around, and it's one of those total earworms that, yeah. uh, like I said, you know. And I'm going to talk more about it, but it's like, I, I think, personally, it's like the perfect, like, Target song. And I, I'll talk about <laughs> why <laughs> later. Target like, the, the store. The store, yes. your, your perfect, like, Home Depot song. Right. But we can talk later about, about why that is. But uh, let me tell you a little bit about the story of this song. So it's not totally clear, but I think we can infer that a man uh, is talking to a woman uh, the man's girlfriend, Josie, who's the only named character yep. in the song, uh, is away on vacation and he's trying to convince this other woman to stay with him for the night. Whether they have a history together or there's a new thing, again, there's conflicting information yes. in the song. We'll talk about that. And whether or not she, in fact, stays the night uh, is also not clear. You can interpret it, I think, multiple ways. But that's what makes this a great story song to talk about because there's a lot of, like, very specific details, and then like important things are left incredibly vague. So that's the story of this story song. This is the one that goes, uh, Josie was a friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's always been a good friend. Yeah, right? Same song? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. we've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the song, Your Love is My Love, My Love is Your Love, right? That starts yeah. that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. This is uh, uh, 60s protest band, The Outfield. That's right. So the three of us are all on the same page. Right, right. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Start media res. No, no, no build up, no explanation. We are told Josie's on a vacation far away. Who is Josie? No idea. Uh, she's on a vacation. Great, good for her. Where did she go? We don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> she's far away. She's she's the only person that's, that uh, that we know her name, but that's all we need to know about. Well, her. she's the only person. Only character we, who, whose name we know, but she's also not in the story at all. She, I mean, she's, you know, mentioned she's a part of this, but she's not involved, but also the only named character. She's got her own life with the Pussycats. Right. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She's got. She's on uh, tour. Uh, her, yeah, she's on tour. Sure. That's right. Well, that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, my God. Well, is sad. this. Do you think that's this sad. is Archie? <laughs> <laughs> And the other person is Betty and or Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I think I don't No, Never mind. I was trying to remember the plot of Josie and the Pussycats, but I know they had like a, a manager who was like the Reggie yeah. character, but I think he was dating the like Veronica type, right? I don't think he ever got involved with any of the Pussycats. It doesn't matter. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> so um, and then they went out of space. So then true. so Josie's on a vaca- vacation far away. Come around uh, and talk it over. Now, if there's one thing I definitely want to do is come over and talk about your girlfriend's vacation, right? <laughs> that, is, that is a totally normal thing to do and a, and a normal thing to ask to talk about uh, where Josie has gone and what she's doing. Well, but that, I mean, this is the first question is what are they talking it 
talking over? Yes. Are they talking over just the vacation? Are they talking over the fact that Josie exists? Are they talking over whatever this relationship thing they have going on is? They want to look I... at her vacation photos. Um, <laughs> the only thing more boring than looking at someone's vacation photos is at looking, uh, looking at their girlfriend's vacation photos and she's not there. Right, yeah. and she's not there. Well, this is also 1986, so it's not like she's texting back photos, <laughs> right? So she has to take the photos, get them developed, wherever she is, then mail them back right. to him. It's a so long he, vacation. <laughs> it's yeah. a very long vacation. Well, they're on tour, and also she's in outer space. Um, <laughs> so uh, come around and talk it over. What it is, we don't know, but we'll, 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 talk, we'll, we'll loop back to this in a second. So many things I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. Okay. So we got a lot to unpack here. In in a single line, you know I like my girls a little bit older. What I was gonna throw that what what do you guys think that line is supposed to mean? Um Well Well Okay. My question is has always been this. Who is older? Right. Is it that Josie is older mm-hmm. and this person is younger? Or is Josie young and right. this person is older? And so outfield is is like, you know, this this makes more sense. Right. You know. I, I mean it's it's weird. I don't know. Maybe this is a, you know, an old uh, you know, school marm. <laughs> a spinster. He likes he, he likes spinsters, is what he's saying. Um and here's the thing. It's a line that sticks out because normally, right, like the age doesn't matter. And I hate to already take us down this road, but normally the age doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we're hovering around, say, the age of consent, right? And right. like, you know what I mean? Like, just that line sticks out about like, well, what do you like? Is this person... young you know what i mean and then and he's saying normally i don't go for that sort of thing or again is josie younger and then he's saying like well you're an adult woman so i like i i don't know what that's supposed to mean and i don't i don't and i don't know at all like i i didn't find any research like explaining that line so it could mean many things but that is one of those lines where you've you've heard this song a thousand times and then one day you're just like, wait, what? What did he just say? And yeah. what is that supposed to mean? Um, See, I yeah. think I think Josie is uh, around Outfield's age. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know his name. Uh, whatever age that is, I think I think they're about the same age. And he meets an older woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's it. So she's so this woman's more mature. Yeah, there's okay. no, there's nothing weird, legally speaking, happening. No. It's just no. that it's just <laughs> no. that she's an older, more mature woman. Yeah, and first name out, last name Field. Yeah, yes. uh, is 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 just saying Mr. he's Field. He, yeah, normally he likes that that women who are a little older. Right. Okay. He just found himself just drawn to Josie until she went away. Right. Um, well, he, he, he couldn't and resist. He, and the local librarian took her glasses, glasses <laughs> sure. off her face, and he's like, my God. Yeah, and he was like, I like my girls a little bit older. This is going to be weird. Could you wear a cat suit? That's the only thing I'm going to ask. <laughs> Can, do you have long tails and ears for hats? <laughs> That's the only other thing I need. 
<laughs> um, but not so, not like not like a lot older, like a little bit older. Like so, this woman that he meets is like six months older than Josie. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 And he's like, like just really obsessed with it. Like <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, wait. How old were you when you entered kindergarten? Right. That's what I need to know because were you on which side were you on? Were you right. The so normally September is kid? normally September is the cutoff date. So were you? <laughs> A young kindergartner, or were you one of the older kindergartners? I need to know. It really makes a difference to me. <laughs> They're the same exact age. She just graduated early. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, you know I like my girls a little bit. It's the girls, too. It's like, I know it probably doesn't mean anything, but ugh. There's just that. The word girls just makes it a little creepier. Okay. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Now, I think we're going to talk more about this, but the I don't want to lose your love tonight seems to imply that they have an existing relationship. Okay. Right? I mean, you can you feel free to disagree with me. No. But I'm saying, because I think later in the song, it implies that this is maybe a first time thing. Yeah. But that's why, that's why I'm just trying to suss out, like, what is happening here? What is the relationship? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I think that's probably right. I think they do have some sort of relationship prior. Mm -hmm. Um. But maybe it's, I don't know, because it says maybe they are just a, 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 a usual like hookup when Josie's on tour. Right. <laughs> and maybe she's been having second thoughts about it. Mm. And now he's like, well, no, no, I don't want to lose your love tonight. Well, the other... I do just want to use it. <laughs> really, maybe... Well, the other, the other thing is, <laughs> by the way, this unnamed character, let's be clear. We know who this character is. Yeah. It's you. He's yes, yes. It is. It, the, the, he's talking to you. That yeah. I, as I've said many times, love that in a song yeah. where I am the subject. The song is talking directly to me, yes. so he doesn't want to lose me, Daniel Patrick Mackner. He doesn't want to <laughs> lose my love. That's that's what he's concerned about. You are about. the older unmarried <laughs> librarian. Sure. that he is afraid of losing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So he again. So or maybe she's a an ex girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Right, so maybe they haven't hooked up since he's been dating Josie, but now he's trying to be like, "Hey, come on, you know, old time. Remember how you talk about how old you were? Remember the good old days? <laughs> you liked that, right?" <laughs> <laughs> so well, I think also these two lines are hilarious because if you really want to tell, you really want to not lose somebody's love, the first thing you want to say is, "I just want to use your love tonight." Yes. I don't want to lose your love tonight, to which I'm, I assume she replies, well, you're really selling me on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think we're focusing on the, the idea of losing her love. Yeah. I think we need to focus on the idea of tonight. Oh, right. That's he doesn't true. want to lose her love tonight. Tomorrow, he does not care. Josie's back. That's right. right, 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 right. That's right. He just wants to use her love. <laughs> well, she's on a layover. <laughs> Can you get here tonight? <laughs> but she's stopping to yeah. pick up dinner on the way home from the airport. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, and that's the thing too is that you know, like you said, Rachel. The other thing that's funny about this is that if he if he is, it seems like he's trying to you know seduce this woman, convince mm -hmm. her to to stay the night, right? And I think what's funny is like he's doing a terrible job <laughs> of it. Like everything he says is like the wrong thing yeah. to say like it's super awkward of just being like Josie's on like 
the first thing you want to do if you're convincing right. a if you want to convince a woman to like come over to your apartment and stay the night the yes. first thing you want to do is mention your current girlfriend sure right you want to be like hey look you know my girlfriend uh she's away come sneak <laughs> over like a whore in the night right and go to my apartment and then uh so many things i want to say you, you, look you're older uh you're decrepit you know that you know that I like that thing. And by the way, is this a long-term thing? No. I just want to use your love tonight. Okay? You know how you love me? Well, I want to use that for my own personal selfish reasons and then throw you away like tomorrow's garbage. Uh, tomorrow, Yesterday's garbage tomorrow. So, and so is this... Oh, it's not telling you? That's weird. I thought I really had well, something hold, here. Hold on, hold on. Let me just tell you about all my friends I don't have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why you don't have many friends, but you do seem like a grade A creep. I would, <laughs> I'm going to say that. So I'm not surprised why. Like, and that's what's great about this. Like, so many details that are just dropped in where it's like, what? Why don't you have any friends? Yeah. And it's not even like he's like, I have no friends. He seems like he used to have friends and they have all abandoned him. Right? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think the word abandon puts a lot of pressure on the friends. Well, yeah, Not a lot of pressure on outfield. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean... The more this song goes, the more the more it's like, I think you have to look inward, right. Mr. Field. This is, you. I mean, you would need to figure your own life out. I, I don't think it's your friend's fault that right. they're not there. This seems like the friend where he only wants to hang out with his friends when he's in trouble. Right. And, that, and, and then they've, they've had it. They're gone. They're doing their own thing. They're at their own barbecue. And now he's in trouble. He's like, no one's ever around. It's like, well, right. You, because you only call people when you're in trouble, exactly. or when Josie's out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta have. Listen, you guys, friendships have to have layers and levels, and mm -hmm. you just need to embrace the wholeness of the friend. You can't just have a friend when Josie's not in town <laughs> and you have trouble. Exactly. Well, so, what if mm -hmm. what if the friends he's talking about are? I I mean, like the 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 woman he's speaking to, like we said, like they might have an existing relationship but yeah. that relationship is just familiarity that's uh they they might not have a romantic relationship they could just right. be friends so sure. i think what he's saying here is like he doesn't have any other quote unquote friends that he could <laughs> he could turn to and <laughs> say you know spend the night while Josie's out of town. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the way this is worded is I ain't got any friends left to talk to. No one's around when I'm in trouble. So what trouble is he in? Is it just horniness? Is that the trouble <laughs> that he's in? Is it just loneliness? Like it, it right. seems to be hinting that there's a larger issue going on, but it's never stated. Right. That's I think it's loneliness. Okay. It's got to be loneliness because in every single one of these verses, there's something sort of left unsaid. The first one, it's so many things that I want to say. Right. This one, it's no one's around when I'm in trouble. And you're like, well, what are you talking about, right. guy? Like, you, you need to have He's some all over the place. information. 
But I do think, I think Michael's right. I think it is probably something about loneliness. Listen, it's hard to be dating a musician. Sure. A, a successful <laughs> musician, especially right. one that tours in outer space. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're going to have loneliness. The same thing happened in Fleetwood Mac. We all know that. <laughs> they went to outer space. And then it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I... You guys might hear some tip tapping. I'm going to quickly write up my uh, Adult Swim pilot about Fleetwood Mac going into outer space. <laughs> it's going to be 15 minutes cartoon. People are gonna, it's going to be great. It's going to be perfect. great. I'm going to get the whole Fleetwood Mac to, to voice it. That's right. It's going to be awesome. Um, so so I, I think to oh. Rachel's point, like that this is largely about loneliness and just sort of trying to... Um, feel better right. a couple of hours at a time. For well, the moment, yeah. Well, and moment. just to jump back real quick, what's funny is that he says so many things I want to say, which in a normal song would lead you to think that, like, I want to say that I'm falling in love with you, right? Yeah. But then literally two lines later, he says, I want to use your love tonight. Yeah. So, like, it, I don't know what the things he wants to say are other than maybe, like, I'm just lonely and I would, you know, like to get a little strange. That seems to be the only thing... <laughs> That he wants to say. Like, it's pretty clear. Um, yeah. So, uh, so this guy's a friendless loser. Yep. Um, what he's saying is, I just need literally anybody there. That's right. Right. At all. Well, Because, again, it seems like every third line is, like, from a different love song. Because then he says, you know i do anything for you. <laughs> right. Stay the night. We'll keep it undercover. What are you talking? What things are you going to do yeah. for? Like, I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But... Stay the night. We'll keep it undercover. Yeah, obviously, we don't want Josie finding out. I don't want to throw a wrench in this, but what if Josie's just his roommate? Well, that's the thing, what? too. It's very possible. <laughs> like, there, there's, I got the place to myself for the first time. Right. Yeah, well, that's the thing, because it, it's, it's never said that Josie is like his girlfriend or his wife right. or anything. Um, so it, it, that is possible. The only, th the only reason why you would think that is because he's talking about, let's keep it undercover, but maybe there's another reason why maybe he just doesn't, maybe they're all in a big friend group. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't have any friends though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was like, maybe he's in a big friend group and like, he just wants to secretly, you know, sleep with this woman without everyone else finding out about it. But again, he doesn't have any friends. So well, I think it's when he says undercover, it just means that he's very self-conscious about his body. And so he right. has to make sure that literally everything's lights off. undercover, yeah. lights off, under the cover. Yes. He'll be in the bed undercover, <laughs> lights off. Then she can come in the room. Or he's just inviting her on a stakeout. <laughs> that's true. Sure. Yep. They're undercover yeah, that's, detectives. That's there. That's true. Stay right, the, he never stay the says. Night, stay the night. We're going to be in the, in the stakeout car, yeah, eating yeah. cold sandwiches and having coffee out of a thermos. <laughs> right. We're yeah, going to yeah. keep it real undercover. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, look, he never says that he necessarily wants to sleep with her. So he, he might just be like, look, come on over. We're going to rear window it all night. We're going to watch my neighbors. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be great. Is that a euphemism? Absolutely not. Nope. Was, nope. Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah, yeah. So you bring uh, the mixtapes and I'll bring the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> So stay the night. We'll keep it undercover. I just want to use your love tonight. Oh, I don't want to lose your love tonight. Um, so then there's, there's a bridge, right? Yeah. Uh, in which he says, try to stop my hands from shaking. Something in my mind's not making sense. It's been a while since we've been all alone. I can't hide the way I'm feeling. So again, this seems like from a different song. Well, <sighs> 
<coughs> but him saying it's been a while since we've been all alone, right? Again, heavily implies that they had a previous relationship. Whether they are currently having an affair behind Josie's back, or they just, you know, had a relationship before this, and he's trying to rekindle it, it's not clear. Yeah, I mean the the line. I mean that that's that's fine. But the line that always got me is this: something in my mind's not making sense. Right. Which is. What are you talking about? Like right. none of this is making. This was your whole plan. Like yeah. if your if your hands are shaking because this person is like now coming onto you or whatever, did you not expect that? Or is this just a glimpse into the unhingedness of <laughs> Mister Field? Yeah. But I I just don't understand. I something in my mind's not making sense when I read this when I read this uh, bridge. Yeah. So could the thing in his mind that's not making sense could that be his relationship with Josie? Like, is the the older woman, the older librarian, um, the person that he wanted to be with all along, he starts a relationship with Josie, she's gone, and his hands are shaking because he's nervous about approaching the person he actually loves. So he wants to, so the lines, this is like a, this is like a riddle to solve. It's, so it's very Send in the Clowns. So the come around, <laughs> yes. So the come around and talk it over. The no one's around when I'm in trouble, and then the something in my mind's not making sense is all about him having trouble with his current relationship and realizing that he's mm. falling in love with this person. Yeah. Yes. Or this is the person yes. he's wanted to be with all along, and timing Ooh. just never worked out, and. Right. Yes. Yeah. And all of that is fine. <laughs> Except for the, I just want to use your love tonight. But I, if, if he's saying I'm falling in love with you, again, he's doing a terrible job of communicating that. But I will say this. Maybe he is trying to, to convince himself. Right. And the something in his mind that's not making sense is, well, I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that I, I thought I just wanted to like have like a one-off hookup or, or even if they were like exes or whatever. Right. But now I'm falling back in love with this person. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Oof. I, don't know. I, I think tough. I think he's rethinking his relationship with Josie. He's like, this just doesn't yep. make sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Or or he's like he doesn't want to cheat on Josie. Right? But he feels compelled. Like maybe he he loves Josie yet he feels so attracted to this older school marm that <laughs> And by older <laughs> school marm, you mean like from the 1700s? Yes. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Yes. She's a ghost. She's a, <laughs> she's she's a right. Victorian ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's the, she's the librarian in the beginning of Ghostbusters, that, the That's library right. ghost. Yeah, so. yeah. He likes his girls a lot, a lot right. bit older. <laughs> a lot older. Uh, this is a uh, song about Dan Aykroyd falling in love with a ghost. <laughs> This next line is probably the best line ever. Well, I this like is how... the, This is the line. This is the music version of a dog turning its head just a little bit in confusion. <laughs> right. Like, th this is what this line is. So whether or not she would, I mean, I guess he says, come around and talk it over. 
So, yeah. she, so she must not have been there, right? First line phone. First, first verse. It's got to be phone, right? Yeah. So then or he text says, message. Sure. sure. <laughs> so he says, as you leave, please, would you close the door? And don't forget what I told you. Just because you're right, that don't mean I'm wrong. Another shoulder to cry upon. Let's unpack this. Okay, so the line in a song, as you leave, please, would you close the door, (laughs) is so bizarre. (laughs) I I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. First of all, no, get up yourself and walk her to the door. (laughs) Why are you telling her unless she is storming out? Right. Um, Unless she's storming out and this is a big fight, even though he says it exactly the same way he says the other verses. But this line, for the entirety of me having heard this song, for my entire life, uh, even as a child, <laughs> I thought to myself, this doesn't seem like a, a line that should belong in a song. Yes. This is, this is especially a song called Your Love. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, so, so she's come over and she's leaving. Now, the question is, why is she leaving? Right. In that they've, they've done the deed and she's... And she's leaving. Or, like you said, she's storming out or whatever. She's just like, please, this is not going to happen. You know, and, and she's leaving. And he's like, okay, well, leave me here in my pathetic loneliness right. with no one to talk to. But do me one kindness. Could you just close the door yeah. as you're going out? <laughs> well, the, um, the close the door thing, I think, is... I don't... There's some... It, there's something very sad and tragic about it. And it's it's something that's used over and over in other songs it feels very uh-huh. angel of the morning to me and I mean, i'm starting to look at this song very much like angel of the morning it's yeah. like i Ooh. it's sort of hitting me now this is a very sad song um that's a lot of fun to dance to <laughs> well i think you know <laughs> but i think well i mean my interpretation is that you're right Mike. i mean this this song is sad in that i feel like this guy is a pathetic, creepy jerk, right? But, <laughs> but stick with me. But stick with me. But I think he knows that. Okay. Right? And he kind of can't help himself because he's like, because he says, just because you're right, meaning, I'm assuming, meaning like, yeah, I shouldn't cheat on my girlfriend, doesn't mean I'm wrong. Like, I'm so horribly, pathetically lonely because I treat everyone like crap and therefore I have no friends. <laughs> like... <laughs> And I would like you to stay just for this one night so I feel right. a little less lonely. Like, that, that doesn't mean I'm wrong for feeling that, even though you are totally right, objectively, that, we, that this shouldn't happen. Right? So, so I'm going to give it a little bit more of a charitable reading there. Okay. Um, I think he's just lonely. Like, I don't know that he's, you know, creepy and pathetic, but I, I think he's just, he's looking right. for some sort of connection, and she says no, this isn't a good idea. And the idea of closing the door is him saying like that he knows she's going to leave. She's leaving right. him. Close the door. There's, there's this finality to it. And, but, and cl- literal closure to it. Right. It's yeah, like the but, closing the door is a metaphor. Yeah, but it doesn't say, I could say, I could see that if that wasn't, if that was the end of this verse. But it's the beginning of the verse, right. because then as she's closing the door, he's yelling, I'm guessing from the couch, <laughs> don't forget what I told you. 
I'm just because you're right. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. Right. Like, okay, buddy, I'll see you later. Yeah. Does yeah. this lock from the inside or the outside? <laughs> I got it. Never mind. It's very uh, there's uh there's a Diana Ross song called uh, "Touch Me in the Morning," mm-hmm. where she says, um, "Touch me in the morning, then just close the door. Leave me as you found me, empty like before." And that is what this is to me. Okay. I agree. Again, the only thing though is that. And I think he feels that way. But the reason why I called him a creepy loser or whatever I said was, <laughs> was what he's saying is, I want to use your love tonight. Right. Yeah, so that, that could even be a, a certain amount of self-awareness. Like he's... I'm agree. Yeah, that's what I said. I think he's a, he's a pathetic creepy loser, but he knows that. <laughs> that's where the sadness is coming from. But I, I don't think he sees it as being pathetic quality. and creepy. I think he's, he sees just a need for some sort of connection. Right. Right. But I think he's almost saying he can't, he knows he can't make a connection because I don't, I don't, I want to use your love. To, it's that word use. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really not the best choice. The muscle. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like so, you're not really making your case, but that's fine. Right. I think he just feels like, you know, he, he knows that he can't make this connection, but just by her being there, it's a little better. Than nothing. Do, do you think this last line where he says another shoulder to cry upon, do you think that he that he thinks that this was another successful interaction with a woman where he says, <laughs> where he says, no matter what happened, all right, now I've got another shoulder to cry upon. I mean tick that one off. Well the I question can now come to this person, even though I have no other friends. Right. When I need to cry to somebody, when Josie's away. It, on Jupiter, right. I can call. <laughs> I can call Mary and the librarian, and sure. she can come over and and I can cry on her shoulder. Sure, is that what that means? I well, I whose shoulder? Who's no. crying on whose shoulder? This is it's this not is clear. The thing. I'm assuming that he's crying because he seems that way. Yeah, uh, that he's just looking. I mean, he says no one's around when I'm in trouble. The He's a sad sack. Yeah, yeah. He's a sad sack. He's I think he's saying shoulders. that he needs to find another shoulder to cry on. So that was my question is, is she the shoulder to cry upon or is he like. No, she's closed like, the door. I think. So he's, he's, he's going through his Rolodex. <laughs> like, I got to find yeah. another shoulder to cry upon. Right, let's yeah. see. I uh, see. Who I got here? Jughead, <laughs> Reggie, <laughs> Moose. Who can I call? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I would have made a joke about. The older woman being the old teacher from Archie, but I can't remember what her name was. I know the principal was Mr. Weatherby, but I can't remember what that Listen, that older teacher's name maybe was. Maybe he, he could like his girls a little bit, Mr. Weatherby. Sure, <laughs> well, sure. Um, so yeah, so then he a bunch of more times says, "I I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight." Yeah, I as want to use your as he's, love as he's either like going like playing a a game on his phone or. Walking around and cleaning up before Josie gets home. Right. Oh, okay. definitely. Gonna <laughs> vacuum. Uh, rocket ships entering the atmosphere. <laughs> get cleaned up. Uh, all right. Anything else on this song? Uh, I'll say this. I-, I have a lot more questions that I don't think we can answer yeah. about what exactly is going on here. I have not. I have yet to be convinced from all of the conversations we've had today about what the heck is going on in this relationship. It's not. Yeah. There's no. 
I, I think it's just one of life's great mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's intentional, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's not clear, but yeah, I, I still don't know like a lot of unanswered questions right. here. And, 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 you know, and one of the classic, a lot of specific details that don't really add up to anything. That's right. In particular. That's so, right. Um, but, but much like hearing someone else, like overhearing someone else's conversation where you don't have the context yep. of whatever they're talking about. So you fill in the gaps, yourself. which as New Yorkers, we used to know what that was like and hopefully <laughs> will again we soon. We will soon. But all right, let's do Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe. Real quick, I just want to say when he calls uh, the older woman, I hope she says, call your girlfriend. Uh... <laughs> do that one. I mean, Michael, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is basically the male version of. Angel, Angel in the, the morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say definitely that. That definitely works for me. Yeah. Um. Um. Anyone else? Well, how, let me ask you this question. Yeah. If things went actually very different than what we we thought their encounter might have been, mm-hmm. is this song possibly a prequel to "It Wasn't Me"? Oh. Right. <laughs> Where they do. <laughs> And then she, and then Josie comes home early. Josie, Josie comes after, in after she closes the door. She's like, you know what? No, you're right. This is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> she comes back in. <laughs> she comes back in. Show me to your shower. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Get get Shaggy on speed dial because we're about to get freaky all over there, all over your house. <laughs> yeah. So jo- and so- I and I let Josie know <laughs> she's on her way. Yeah. So Josie's there in her bright orange jumpsuit. I mean, just got back from outer space and witnesses all of this happening. So, yeah. Um, I know it's it, this one's a little tough because there's just not a lot of details. There's not enough. So details. it's hard to connect to. Definitely. I mean, it's not even. I was gonna say it could be like um, we'll sing in the sunshine, but he doesn't even give it a year. Right. He gives just it, one night, and he—it's and and he he wants to use her love, right? Whereas singing the sunshine, you know, there's no love, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, there there so, is, but for a year, just for one year. No, it says I will never love you. Oh, that's a good point. So, no, so. It's straight out. <laughs> She's like, I will be with you for a year, and this guy says, I will use your love for one night. Right. It's the polar opposite. Right. We we got to get these two together. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, what a powder keg that would be. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, now he's going to find a song where it's like, I will love you for one hour. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just he's getting shorter and shorter. Uh, bits of time. Um, I'll bet when right. Josie is out on tour, um, mm-hmm. she's, she's, you know, since she's in space, she's thinking, um, I miss the earth so much. I miss. Oh, out, Yeah. That's true. Definitely. She, yeah. I miss Outfield. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, playing a yeah. lot of Rocket Man. Probably a lot of uh, Space Oddity. Yeah. Up on the spaceship, you know. I love space songs. And you know what? You know what happens when people have no friends? Yeah. And don't know what to do? Okay. When you're lost and lonely, <laughs> there's only one place to turn. Yeah. After she and- closes the door. <laughs> He puts on his limited edition record <laughs> and listens to Pearl. At some point, I think we could just say, so like, what? because I think 
I, they never say the number, but they just say like she sold a couple of records, right? I think yeah. they mentioned that. So I think we can assume that every character and every sto- story song, those are all the people who bought the record. <laughs> yeah. Each one of them yeah. owns the Pearl yeah. record. There's not a lot of them. There's like 50 Very at most. Very niche market. Very but niche yeah, market. But yeah, yeah. But that's the thing that connects them. They all own that record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Well, first of all, uh, the outfield uh, was formed in, yes, England. Uh, this is a British band. Now, I will say that one of the reasons why they got, I'll get into it in a second, but one of the reasons why they got picked up uh-huh. by uh, Columbia, I think it was labeled, was because they sounded very American. They sound very American. That was, that was a, a, a noted point in their biography. Yeah, that's surprising to me that they are from England. But yes. Well, uh, also their name is a baseball reference. Yes, yes. which I will also talk about. So, uh, so the outfield was formed in England uh, in the uh, early 80s. Uh, it was Tony Lewis on bass and vocals, John Spinks on guitar, and Alan Jackman on drums. Uh, Tony Lewis and Alan Jackman were schoolmates in England who, inspired by the music of the 60s and 70s, uh, you know, your usual lineup of the Beatles, the Stones, T-Rex, David Bowie, etc., uh, they began playing music together, and they hooked up with John Spinks and formed a band uh, after they got out of school, first called Sirius B, and then called The Baseball Boys. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. First of all, what a shift. Yeah, yeah. Serious B? I could see that being cool. And they're like, nah, nah, we're going to be something else. The baseball boys. <laughs> so what kind of happened was that? So first of all, Serious. Like, that, like, that sounds like a follow-up to the Apple Dumpling Gang. Right. <laughs> it, it sounds, well, it sounds yeah. like they had like a vaudeville act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, Rachel, I agree. Like the baseball boys, like. That sounds like if you went deep into Disney Plus. Yes. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Don Knotts starts in ni- in 1975's The Baseball Boys. Right. And you're like, somebody oh, in a I've dog costume. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. A donkey plays baseball. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, so there's nothing in the rule book. It says, can't, guys. Nothing in the rule book. Nothing. So um, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah. So they were kind of more prog rock. Serious is like the star serious. Yeah. Um, B, I don't know what the B stands for. But um, but then they want they wanted to like punk rock and new wave is coming up so they wanted to do more of that so they were so they changed it into the Baseball Boys now the name the Baseball Boys was taken from the Baseball Furies of the cult film The Warriors okay the band admitted they chose it quickly without giving it much thought because they needed a name to play under being from England the band knew almost nothing about baseball (laughs) so they just randomly from the Baseball Furies. From the movie The Warriors, if you guys have uh, are familiar with that film, um, so they choose the name of the Baseball Boys. So, so the part from 
baseball furies mm -hmm. and warriors. Right. This prog rock <laughs> sure. sort of punky band. Yeah. They wanted to be more punky and prog rocky, whatever. Right. Out of the warriors, furies and warriors. <laughs> right. The one they picked up on was baseball. baseball. They could have been like they been the furies. The furies. Just be the furies. <laughs> sure. You don't even be the warriors. Be the furies. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> They decided baseball boys. <laughs> the baseball boys. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, so um, and then they. I'm assuming then they said, "Is that too on the nose?" Yeah. And then took a shift. Well, speaking, we're gonna get to on the nose. Hold on. So uh, they were playing in and around England uh, when their demo reached Columbia Records in 1984, uh, and they were signed to Columbia mm. Records. Now they were playing um, music, or they were playing baseball. They were playing music. <laughs> oh. Um, if they were playing baseball again, they knew nothing about baseball. So uh, they would have been doing a very poor job of it. So uh, the label did not like the band name. No surprise. Um, and the band was not particularly committed to it anyway. Uh, so their manager, who was an American, suggested a number of baseball-related replacements. The band liked the sound of the outfield. Again, not knowing baseball, they didn't know what it meant, but they just thought it sounded cool. This well, yeah, I mean, this was years before Major League was released, so <laughs> sure. they wouldn't listen, they wouldn't know about baseball terms. Right. But listen, this is their manager saying, all right, I've got a bunch of different baseball terms is like when somebody when you mention once to a family member that you like owls sure. and <laughs> then all that family member gets you is owls. Yep. It's like, well, I'm not really, it's not like I'm sold on owls. I'm obsessed with owls. It yeah. can be any, you can give me gifts for anything else. The manager's like, no, no, no. You said yeah. you like baseball. <laughs> We're going to stick with baseball. This one likes baseball. <laughs> you pick something. Do you want to be a bat boy? Yeah. So. Do you want to be a seventh inning stretch? Or you want to be an outfield? <laughs> Your choice. So, yeah. So, um. So, so they like the, the sound of the outfield. So mm -hmm. that became their name. It's now a cool here's name. the thing. It is a good name. It's a great name. It is a good name. But then their first album was called Play Deep. <laughs> and the first single from that album was called Say It Ain't So, another baseball-related <laughs> thing. So they are extremely close to being confused for a baseball-themed novelty band. <laughs> this band from England who doesn't know how baseball works. What? I don't know. Oh my gosh. So the one thing I'll say, kind of the overall like, theme doing the research on this is that this band is like, just other than the weird baseball stuff. Yeah. Just totally straightforward. Okay. Like they were in England. They were playing around. Their demo went to Columbia. Columbia liked it. They put out the album. They had a hit. Like there's no lineup changes. Yeah. They took all the steps you need. Like, yeah. They, but then like, they put out they a bunch of albums. They won American Idol. They, <laughs> well, but they put out a bunch of albums. Each album got successfully or, 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 you know, progressively less successful each time. And they were just kind of like, eh, that's okay. Like, there's no, like, big blow-ups. There's no real lineup changes. Like, they're just, there's no, like, drug-related. They were just, like, a band. Like, just, that's it. Um, for some reason, all their things were, were around baseball. So, uh, wait, this is it. a totally stupid question. But say yeah, it sure. isn't so, how is that baseball? Uh, so that is famously... Uh, the 1919 White Sox uh, famously threw the World Series right. um, for gambling. Uh, a fan, the story goes, a fan yelled out, say it ain't so, Joe, to oh. Joe Jackson. Yeah. Um, and so that is where that phrase but that comes song, from. But that song d doesn't have anything to do with it. It's no. just 
It just no, no. so happens that their first yes. <laughs> their first single is this famous saying based on baseball. Yes, I mean I would honestly would not be surprised. I did not find this anywhere, yeah. but I honestly would be surprised if they didn't know that, and it was just a yeah. weird coincidence. Or but, the manager is like, "Why don't we call this yeah. say it in the cell?" Trust huh? me, huh? guys. Yeah, huh? yeah. Also, put on these caps <laughs> and these cleats. Yeah, yeah. So um, and hold these bats. <laughs> okay. Now you're a minor league team. Okay. So this song is called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no more instruments. So this guys is a good song. We're gonna we're gonna change the title to two for four with a walk. Um, if that's okay. So um, okay. So yeah, like I said, they if they were any in danger of people thinking they were a, a, a baseball themed novelty band, uh, they pulled out of that with the release of the next single from that album, which was Your Love, um, which was a big hit. And um, it reached number six on the Hot 100. Um, it was released February 14th, 1986. Uh, and it was written by John Spinks, the song. So um, critics were mostly dismissive of the band, unfortunately. I uh, looked at a couple of reviews, and uh, this one kind of sums up the feeling. In the LA Times on June 1st, 1986, critic David Hunt wrote the following. But the trio has been battered by critics who have been complaining about the flood of dull, conventional rock. The dinosaurs of the genre, The Firm, The Journey, Bob Seger, The Rolling Stones, Starship, and Van Halen have been hogging the charts in recent months. Apparently, that's what young music fans want to hear now, along with dance music, which is also high on, the, on most critics' hate list. So here comes the outfield with the thoroughly derivative music charging up the charts. So... Yikes. I do have to say that I think... So this song has a very long lasting legacy. Right. It's one of those weird songs that like, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there, this is true, but I'm going to say something. This is nobody's favorite song. Right. But it's one of those songs that, like you said, like if you go into a CVS and the song is on, it just feels right. Like it's the perfect, just like background song. Yeah. And I think it is because it is frankly kind of generic. It's very good. Sure. But there's, it does sound like the police or a lot of other stuff that was around at the time. So it sounds very sort of generic and like kind of welcoming. But it is just odd enough yeah. that it kind of sticks with you. So it, it's that perfect combination of like, it's not too weird when you walk into CVS and you're just like, ugh, what is this? But it's also <laughs> like, it's just, it's just enough to be good playing in, in the background. Um, you know, if it comes on the radio, you're not going to turn it off. Right. But it's it, it becomes white noise in a, a It is kind of white yeah. noise. But again, it's just the vocal performance is very good. Especially yeah. that opening like, you know, the just on a vacation far away. That's very like striking without being overpowering. Right. And then again, the song is just weird enough where it kind of sticks with you, but not so weird that you're like, "Ugh, I don't want to hear this in Home Depot when right. I'm checking out." <laughs> um You're not going to go to the manager. It's also um super melodic like there there's something very catchy about it and it's when you hear it you don't think oh the song is clearly from 1986 there's there's a certain timelessness to it where you can't really tell what era it's from right yeah i agree with that i yeah. mean you can't tell what era it's era it's from you just know it's not from yours right <laughs> it's not <laughs> it it's sound, not from it doesn't sound modern but it right. could be 70s rock yeah. 80s rock you know definitely yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. But I, yeah, I will yeah, say, you just say, is, oh, what a great old song. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. I don't know but from this, when. But this is definitely, 
very high on the list of playing out of a tinny speaker in CVS rock. Yes. Like this is, this is high up there. Yeah. Um, so, so the band continued releasing albums and singles throughout the 80s and 90s, uh, which had some success on the modern rock radio and with modern rock fans. Uh, they never had a hit like Your Love Again, and with each, each release, their popularity waned. Um, one notable release uh, from this period was a song they released called Winning It All, which was released in 1992. It was featured heavily in coverage of the NBA Finals that year uh, and the 1992 Olympics. And was featured in the film The Mighty Ducks. All right. So, uh, yeah. So once again, a, a, a song called Winning It All. Because for some <laughs> reason, everything is vaguely sports related. Um, and uh, was a perfect fit for the, all the sports coverage of that year. Yeah. So, um, so at this point, uh, grunge and alt-rock uh, have begun dominating the music scene in the U.S. And the band went on hiatus for several years. So again, they were just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, we're not sure. popular anymore. We'll just we'll just go hang out. Like they, I didn't see anything where they were like upset about it. They're just like, eh, okay, whatever. So then, starting in the early two thousands, the band reformed and began playing small gigs in pubs around the East End of London, uh, mostly to crowds who had no idea that they had sold millions of records. Which brings me to my next point. I've mentioned the band was from England, and I've talked a lot about sales in the U.S. So what about sales back in Britain? Well, the reason why I haven't mentioned them is because they were virtually non-existent. What? That's right. The Outfields is one of those strange cases where a band is very successful in a foreign country, but almost not at all in their home country. You want to know why? They don't care about baseball. They don't care about baseball. They don't care about baseball. (laughs) No. Outfield means nothing to them. (laughs) Yeah, including the guys in the band. Yes. (laughs) They had no idea what it meant. Um, So, They should have been called, like, The Pitch. Right. Right? That would have worked. That that's would have been for, great. That's for soccer, right? Sure. I did it right. Well, I mean, right? that's, yeah, yeah. that's also baseball. <laughs> it works at that's the true. levels, though. That's true. You got well, both sides of the pond there. If they, yeah, if they wanted to do a soccer, they could have been called like Nil Nil Tie, right? That would have been a soccer-themed <laughs> name. Um, so, yeah. So, again, a weird thing. There's, there's numerous examples throughout music history. But, uh, yeah, I mean, literally, like, Nothing. They sold nothing in in Britain. We're big in the States, at least for, for a brief while. So, uh, weird. Um, so, that's really it. So, then, sadly, in July 2014, John Spinks died of liver cancer. Uh, he was 60 years old, and Tony Lewis just recently died in October of 2020. Aww. So, that's it. Um, one weird thing that I always... Uh... Think when I think of this song, there was an SNL sketch uh, with the guy from Hunger Games, who's I don't remember his name. Okay. Um, but it is this person knocks on the door, and the conversation is he's only using lyrics from this song <laughs> as his lines, and the other person is responding to them. Okay. It is. I think it's hilarious. I think it was SNL. Yeah, it was. It was SNL. Okay. It's it's one of those things where you're just like, this is dumb, but why is it funny? <laughs> yeah. But. So. Yeah. I'm going to assume that ran like right before the good nights. Is that is one of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm did. sure it did. <laughs> I think you're so, right. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson that we learned. How can we apply the lessons from this song to our life uh, with lessons learned?
I'm playing this jazzy salsa rhythm to talk to you about algorithms. The best way to help people find the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star reviews cause Apple's algorithm to do something I don't understand for reasons no one understands. But the result is more people listening to and enjoying the Story Song Podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Now, enough talk. Let's dance. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from your love by the outfield? I learned um, that if you're in a relationship and uh, for whatever reason you have to go to outer space, um, you're going to want to set up like a daily FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, something. Mm. Uh, it'll just yeah. save everybody a lot of trouble. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one issue with Josie and the Pussycats is I don't think they had planned to go in outer space. Mm. I think that's the thing. So, although I guess technically that's not a vacation, right? If you get accidentally shot into space, that's right. more of a, what I want to say, a tragedy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. An ongoing emergency. Right. right. Josie's on an ongoing emergency. Sure. Come around and talk it over. Well, that was the name of the tour. Sure. That's right. Sure. That's right. Sure. Yeah. The ongoing emergency um, tour. I would say that, um, so let's say you're ever in a robot apocalypse, right? Sure. <laughs> and there's a bunch of killer cyborgs running around, um, you know, shooting up humans, trying to take over, you know, the whole Skynet uh-huh. kind of things happening. The one way that you can fight a killer robot is to present it with a paradox. <laughs> So if you see a killer robot, remember to have in the back of your mind, you can just say, just because you're right, that don't mean I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Now that will cause the robot to say, does not compute, yeah. does not compute. <laughs> then it'll begin shaking and his robot brain will explode. Yeah. So if, just, if movies have taught us nothing, yes. it is that. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's just, just something to keep in mind. If you ever find yourself in that situation, you're like, yeah. what's a paradox? Oh, uh, what's a paradox? Quick. I need a paradox. Now you know, just yep. right there. If you got to write it on a little card, just keep it in your wallet, um, just so you're ready to go. But no, yeah. So, uh, all right, Rachel, what did you learn? Well, I learned that if you um want to keep friends, mm-hmm. don't just rely on them when you're in trouble. Right. Do fun things with them too. Maybe and and if you're lonely, join a club. Yeah. Because you know where that club starts mm-hmm. with fun stuff. Yeah. It's so, it's a it's a you know a mutual interest. You go from there, and that way you're not just randomly calling up ex girlfriends to come over every time that your significant other goes away. Yeah, I and I would say like one thing you shouldn't do is like call up your friend. Yep. You're like, hey buddy, Mets game next weekend, huh? I was thinking, how about I use your friendship? <laughs> yes. for an afternoon. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. And then click hello, hello, what happened? So you can see where the yeah. problem is. Is maybe just change some of the wording. I think yeah. on that, it's really yeah. going to help. Yeah, make sure that you yeah listen to the words you're using. That's it. Yeah. Words have weight, you guys. <laughs> words have weight. They do. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you could leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcast, well, we'd certainly appreciate it. Um, come on back. Next episode for another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. 
We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song It, this verse is the 80s pop version of him saying, what a surprise who could foresee I've come to feel about you, what you felt about me. Why only now when I see that you've drifted away? What a surprise. What a cliche. Yes. Thank you, Glynis. Um, <laughs> that is just for me and Michael. Dan's yep. just going to sit there and take a drink. From of Stephen Sondheim's classic Sin in the Clans. Actually, that's not from, that's the, from the show version. That's from the Barbra Streisand version. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.